Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. My name is Steve, and my co-host is Kyle. Say hello, Kyle. Hello on this glorious Monday evening. And yes, what a glorious evening it is. I don't know what temperature is there, but here it's below freezing. Hey, below freezing with snow and sleet. Oh, we had the sleet. The snow already passed us by. But yeah, I, I think I'd rather have the slow than the, the, the slow. The snow than the sleet, me personally. But, Kyle, are you ready for this one? Because I know we've actually discussed doing this one for a while, and we're finally getting to it. We're going to talk about the top ten wrestlers in movies. And and this was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It actually was. uh, A lot of surprises. Um, Some I actually had to go back. That You had said me I had to go, oh, yeah. You know, so, um, you know, so, yeah, there were surprises, nice surprises. Other ones I was like, let's see, what? And. Yeah, but before we get started, and before we let the the, the fun and the spiritual debates, the spirit head debates begin, let me go ahead and give you our contact and listening info. If you'd like to call in during the broadcast, it's area code 319-527-6089. If you ever want to email us with any show ideas, any feedback, just send it to email to armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. We do have a YouTube channel. It's pretty threadbare right now, but as time goes by, we'll be adding to it. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Just do a search for Armchair Booking. We should be the only thing that pops up. And last and certainly not least, we are still helping out Small and mean Selena Dean with her GoFundMe fundraiser to help out with her mom's medical bills fighting breast cancer. To find that link, just go to the show description. The link is there. If you need the link, uh, again, if you can't get to it for some reason, just let one of us know, and we will hook you up. Have I forgotten anything, Kyle? I tend to do that sometimes. No, I think you covered everything show-related. You missed my OnlyFans page, Marilyn Vanilla Gorilla. I'm selling feet photos this week. All right, you need to send me that link, and I shall put it in our description. So, very, very exciting job opportunity for me. Uh, my feet are lovely, and trying to raise a couple dollars for a vacation. So, if anybody likes feet, the Maryland Vanilla Gorilla. And, and actually, before we get started... I've heard some interesting news today, Kyle, pertaining to wrestling. Shocking, honestly. I, I just I don't know what to think of it. Um, the WWE Network appears to be moving to the Peacock app. Is that the way you're understanding it? That the WWE Network was... Purchased by NBC Universal, it will be solely distributed in the United States using the new Peacock app, and there are going to be several different tiers of pricing. Yeah, and so that would mean, one, I guess the, the WWE Network app 
is going to be no more, is what it sounds like. And WWE is going to have a partnership in some way with both NBC and Fox Sports. Well, NBC Universal already manages the USA Network. So, oh, I wasn't aware of that. I should know that, but I did not know that. So the it's only enhancing that relationship. What I would like to see, and timestamp me here, we're four minutes into this podcast. If next year, if the ratings continue to decline, if you will only find Raw on the Peacock Network. Hmm. That would be pretty interesting. Uh, because if they're the way their ratings are going right now, uh, they're de- yeah they've been in a decline. Like we've mentioned, you know, for the past at least the past year, even before COVID, the ratings were declining. So they can't just say, "Hey, it was COVID." Hey, it's COVID. No, the ratings were declining before that. They were setting uh, records for new lows every week, and having a hot shot legend show once a year is not going to help them. That'll bring in the old school fans who just want to see some of the old old school wrestlers but it's not going to keep anybody else around. It's not going to keep them around because they don't like the current product. They don't like the way it's formulaic. They don't like some of the storylines. They don't like that there's not enough wrestling on a wrestling show. But before we get too deep into that. Another interesting thing, um, and I will forget the name of the interviewer. Did you happen to catch the Lacey Evans interview this week? I did not. There was a fan, and this is where I I am a believer, your social media presence has to match your character on television. There was a fan that had the nerve to send Lacey Evans matching stockings for what she wore on television and asked her to sign them and send them back to him. And to watch her go off on that and call the fan a nasty and and all the stuff she did, fantastic. Yeah, because they're they're, they can't decide what to do with her. Yeah, they can't decide do we want to keep her as a heel, do do we want to keep her as a face, because it seems like every time it seems like people want to cheer her, and they will start cheering her, then all of a sudden they, they turn her heel again. But people still want to cheer her. And I think maybe having her all of a sudden seem like she's coupled with uh, Ric Flair, all 71 years old of him. And married Ric Flair, knowing she's married with a daughter. Mar- yes. But you you take that and you have that character – issue. You also have comments that came out by The Undertaker on the Joe Rogan show. Yes, I was going to add, I meant to text you earlier today and ask you if you would listen to it. I actually listened to that podcast today while I was at work. And, and yeah, very you, very interesting podcast, it was three, all three hours of it. But, so yeah, to did, sum, you, did you listen to it? Did you listen oh, yeah. to it? Yeah. To summarize for those who didn't listen, The Undertaker, future Hall of Famer and long-term legend, 
came out on the Joe Rogan show and said he does not a fan of today's product because the wrestlers today are soft in comparison to the wrestlers when he came in who drank and carried weapons and got into fights. Today's wrestlers play video games. And I have not seen the reactions yet. I want um, I had seen headlines saying that there were some negative reactions to what he had said on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I did not want to actually go watch any of those videos or read any of the comments regarding his comments until I actually listened to the podcast. And so I did. And so now I can go and, and see what the feedback is. But I can imagine some of them may not be too pleased. The the feedback was not kind. The it is he wrong with the comparison though? I don't I don't believe so. I mean I think he's just um I think this may be you know maybe a, just a generation gap sort of. Um because it, when it, he he started the territories were still a thing. They were on their way way out, but oh, ooh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, Nia Jax, I think she just hurt somebody again. Um, uh, anyway, so I, I disagree with you. I what about Nia Jax? Undertaker here. Nia Jax, no, no, I think Nia actually did hurt somebody again. Um, you agree with the Undertaker though? I do. And, oh, and yeah. Spot. Oh, I agree with him, and I just, but I do think it's a generation thing. Go ahead. Now, for the health of the wrestler playing video games in comparison to staying up late drinking and uh, performing an extracurricular medicinal activity is probably better for their long-term health. But all the wrestlers are very formulaic, and the business as a whole, it lacks a a group of tough guys. Hey, dude, we have a caller. So hold well, that call and stand by. All right. Okay, area code 443. Uh, welcome to the show. Please keep it clean. Well, What's yeah, your name, caller? Clean. My, my name is Hi. Max. Hello? Yes, sir. Hi, Max. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, but I heard what you're saying about Seth Rogen or what that Rogen man said about wrestling is just not the same anymore. And I remember back in the day when Andre the Giant and Nature Boy Ric Flair and Roddy, Roddy Piper would get out there and do their real business. And I think now these new people are just more concerned about doing stunts and their makeup and how their Twitter accounts are doing and trending. I think they kind of lost the spirit when good old Hulk Hogan put his big old python arms around Andre the Giant to show something, a thing or two. Hey, Max, where do you think today's wrestlers buy their makeup? Well, I think the same place their girlfriends do. They probably buy a two-for-one special or something. You... <laughs> I don't even let my kid watch the new stuff because they show these women called divas prancing around like some kind of hillbilly Cirque du Soleil show or something. I don't want them to see that. 
So, I Max, do you go by any other names? Too. So, I'm Max, sorry, do you happen what? to go by any other names? Well, some people call me Hank. I don't know why. They say my voice sounds familiar to them, but that's about it. Yeah, you know, Max, I, Max, Max, have you ever been to Ohio? No, I live in Arizona, in Peoria. I work in a tackle shop. We sell fishing poles and fishing pole accessories. Yeah, because your phone number matches the phone number of a friend of mine who I haven't spoken to in a while, but uh, I'm glad to hear from you. <laughs> How you doing, Rich? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, man. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm oh, looking at the number. I'm like, I had, to, I had to jump on it, man. Yeah, oh, I, I was looking. Good. I was going. That number looks familiar. Let me. And I was like four four three. I looked. I was like Baltimore. I was like, that's rich. Oh, you know, it's funny because you know, you, okay. So Kyle tells me he says, "Yeah, this is about wrestling and everything." And I thought, man, I don't know a lot about the new stuff. I really haven't followed it. But but strangely enough, is um, for a while I was covering the amateur stuff. And so what that meant was, is we would film the episode. We would, you know, this is um, in Delaware, and so I got a chance to meet these wrestlers and. You know, get get warmed up, and they would go through. You know, the, they would kind of choreograph and stuff like that. I mean, these guys are like really tight knit. They're really good friends with each other, and um, they bust their ass. They put on a heck of a show, and and sometimes, man, I mean, they get really injured. I mean, they, you know, jumping off something high enough, or you slip and hit your shoulder on stuff, and then you got to kind of cue to have the other guy kind of you know take the tension away. I mean, it's a, it's a lot to it, and it's very very. It's very underappreciated. There's a lot of work and a lot of showmanship that goes into it that, I mean, people that sit on the bench in the, in the NBA get a ton more money for it. And, I mean, these guys are just tearing themselves up. And I just think you know, it, it deserves a little more respect. Oh, yeah. And just to give a plug uh, for what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you want to give a plug to your business, Rich, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. You know, since, yeah, so uh, my, my yeah, thank you. My, my company is called Mullen Media Enterprises. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, we cover uh, mostly cage fighting, uh, professional and amateur shows. Um, we have done the, uh, the wrestling circuit stuff, but it just kind of slowed down, you know, COVID and everything like that. But you know, when, when everything gets back to normal, um, that's what we do. We have we have so much freaking fun. But I tell you, you know, the, I, I can't say that um, – these guys are actors. These guys are, are fakes or anything like that because they're actually putting in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and effort into what they're doing too. It's just, you know, you're you're seeing it from a different angle. But, it, you know, they, they, everybody's still putting in their work and they, they deserve the, the credit and, and, and a lot more money than they're getting now. So, Rich, uh, I don't know if Kyle told you the actual subject that we're doing this week. We're on here booking the top ten wrestlers in movies. Now, just to put you on the spot, and this is what we do to every caller. Uh, okay. Can you name a movie um, or your favorite movie that has a wrestler or movie? Uh, you can give me three uh, of them if you need to. Well, I mean, there's like there's Jumanji. I like The Rock. You know, he's he's kind of a funny guy and he's kind of versatile. But um, as far as other wrestlers go, man, I, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I mean, there. Well, no, I think back there was Predator with uh, Jesse Ventura, but I'm not sure if I can name another one after that. So I will, I would I would name some, but unfortunately we haven't even started naming them yet. So I'd be giving some away. Oh really? I, I'm more interested if you could pick a wrestler from when you remember to play you in your life story. Who would it be? 
Well, you know, every wrestler I would pick is a lot better looking and better shape than I am. So um, it would be kind of strange. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. The, the first thing that comes to mind, and he's so out over the top, and I just love the Macho Man. I just, that dude was so <laughs> over the top. I, and he's great. He's just like, every time you saw that dude, whoever designed his wardrobe was a freaking genius. That comes out there, just it just one-ups it every time. You know, ironically enough, Ooh, I think yeah. he actually designed it. Yeah, Kyle, yeah, Kyle, yeah. Haven't you heard that, too, that it was actually the Macho Man himself who designed his wardrobe? Yeah, he designed it and had a seamstress tailor it up. Yep. <laughs> I believe it. So, I think that guy's pretty bright, too. Yeah, he just puts on this persona, but I, I mean, behind the scenes, I bet the dude like reads hardcover books and he's a pretty sharp dude. Such a, it's such a shame we lost this guy. It really is. Who's in that old Would you like to tell the audience why your favorite non-wrestling movie is Rhinestone Cowboy, please? What? <laughs> I think it's the words in my mouth out right Because you stirred my boots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, back in the day, man. We'd put paper spurs on everybody and march them down there. And I would try, I was, I'd be like talking to the – I'd talk to the, the cafeteria lady in Spanish so nobody knew what the heck I was talking about. I'd be like, hey, que mira ese vacarro. And they'd be like, what? You know, look at this cowboy. And, you know, they'd look over and, and you know, the guy walking with me, whether it was Kyle or – this other new dude, they'd be like, what the hell are you saying? You know, just, we'd, we'd walk around, and they'd, they'd see those boots, and they just freaking start bawling, laughing. And then they're like, well, what's so funny? What's so funny? Nothing. Nothing, man. They're just happy to be here. Happy, happy to get some customers. <laughs> <laughs> it's nonstop, man. I, 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 you, you remember me. I was a trickster. I would pull all kinds of tricks. My favorite one was I would take these pictures. I'd print them out on my printer at home. I'd take pictures like Connie Chung or, like, you know, Magic Johnson or, or Michael Jordan, I'd put them on, I'd take them, I'd stick them over the, the face of the badge, you know, I'd take this, you know, this white, put like Magic Johnson on there, and he'd start walking around with that thing, and people would be like, what the heck are you doing? And he'd be like, huh? Oh, I don't know how it got on there. You know, it's just, it's fun. It's good times. But, but hey, Rich, uh, since you're on the line with us, um, I'll go ahead and start with our top ten. And this one you might find, okay. uh, actually, well, actually there's, we have, we actually don't have a number 10. We have three number nines. Kind of funny. I'll go ahead and say one of them is, is somebody you actually already mentioned, Macho Man. Uh, he came in at our ooh, at yeah. one of the number nine spots for us because he was in the movie Spider-Man. As Bone Saw McGraw. Oh, he was? Yep. Yes. Oh, my God. He was in, he I was no in the Tobey Maguire. He was in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And I'll tell you to this day, Macho Man was jacked in this film. Yes, he was. And hey, Rich, here's some interesting trivia about. Here's some interesting trivia about that. The fact that Macho Man was in the the Spider-Man movie. When Macho Man, when he first started wrestling, he was actually um, more or less moonlighting because his main job at the time he was a baseball player. He actually was in the minor leagues. He was, he was in the St. Louis Cardinals and the Reds farm systems. But he also, because his dad was a wrestler, he also wanted to wrestle, but he couldn't let them know that he was wrestling. So he was wearing a mask, and, and his name, he's a wrestler, was The Spider. No kidding. So, the Spider I, and the, the yeah. Spider-Man movie. 
Yes. Oh my God, that's insane. That's so cool. Yep. If you have an see, that's what Kyle and I do. They're more than just two dimensional characters, man. These people, you got a lot of stuff going on. You got it. To to know how to act, to know how to command the stage and and everything like that. And then on top of all that, you got to be athletic enough to pull this stuff off. I mean, that's why I just don't, don't, these guys were not paid enough. Number nine, it must be unlucky on our list here, Steve, because the Macho Man passed away several years ago. This next one passed away rather recently, last month. Yep. And that's Deuce from the No Holds Barred movie or where he played Devo on the Friday Oh, series. I know who you're talking yep. about. Yeah, oh ti- God. Tiny Lister. Tiny Lister Jr. Oh, yep. The, the one and only, man. Uh, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Well, he passed away in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> man, you caught me off guard for a second, man. Um, but yeah, uh, but That's what yeah, I do. he's one of the uh, he's one of the three number nines that we have. Oh, and Rich, the way we hit Kyle, we didn't even um, tell how we had to calculate these. And since Rich has never uh, actually uh, done one of these shows with us, what we do, Rich, is Kyle and I, and actually anyone else who wants to participate. But we, we say, okay, we're going to have a top ten of something. And then we each come up with a list of 20. And I know we're saying top ten, but we actually come up with a list of 20. And then we – and they're ranked. And, you know, for um, for a 20, like a number uh, – or number one, they get 20 points. Number two, they get 19 points. Number three, they get 18 points and so on. And because you know, we know we're going to have some that will be on both of our lists. They, they may not be ranked in the same spot, and we do this almost every time we have a top ten, don't we, Kyle, where one of us will have something ranked kind of high and the other one has it ranked kind of low. Um, or not at all. Or not at all. But, yeah, we take those combined points, and that's what we end up ranking is those points. And like for this one right here, uh, Zeus I had at uh, – Number eight, um, and Kyle, you had him at number twelve. Number twelve, or I no? Sure remember 16. a movie he was in too? Yeah, you had him at number sixteen, Kyle. Oh well, a little lower. Yep. Um, I remember seeing. And but I combined it, Zeus in the Fifth Element. He was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the president. And you know, so together, um, so he got he got five points for Kyle, uh, thirteen points for me, so eighteen points total. Macho Man got eight points for Kyle from Kyle, ten points for me. So there's that one we actually were a little closer. That one meant I would have him at, um, I think number eleven. Kyle would have had it at number had him at number thirteen. So so they were a lot closer, but the the other other one which is um also had 18 points got zero points from me got 18 points from kyle and kyle had him ranked high enough to where he had to meet the top 10 without any help from me and that would be go ahead kyle and and i think this is because you missed the movie you have not watched it and it may not be your uh type of humor it's definitely in my wheelhouse and we 
we bought it and watched it on an airplane um, trip down to down south. And that is John Cena in the movie Blockers. Oh, and I haven't seen that yet. Normally, he plays a a tough guy character, and in this movie, he is comedic, and it is hilarious. And you guys are both girl dads. I am not. Um, I probably would have done to my daughter's boyfriend what he did to his daughter's boyfriend in the movie. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) And picked him up, threw him against the wall. It was very entertaining. I don't want to spoil the scene for you. Um, Uh, Yeah, my wife and I, we're definitely going to watch that. We, We definitely do. But yeah, yeah. I'm sure blockers. If, uh, if you saw it, he'd appear a little higher on the list. But it may not be one of those movies you watch, there, Steve. Uh, maybe it just kind of depends. Um, I haven't. Well, no, I have seen some movies with John Cena. Unfortunately, there were some of the Fred movies. Oh, awful movies. That's why I didn't list it. Right. I and the, the caveat in this list is for each wrestler we picked our what we thought was his best movie. Oh, well, and, and, and I know at least one case, uh, and I think I actually edited yours, but, I mean, it didn't matter. Um, they were in two movies, but they were um, a, a sequel. One's a sequel of the other. And right. so it was kind of a – yeah, I mean, and you know which one I'm talking about. There's two, and they're both franchises. Right, and so it's like, well, can you really pick one over the other? You know, um, that's kind of a hard one. But, but, and actually, Rich, you, um, our number eight, you actually named that one as well. Well, the one, that, be, the one I, 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 I can definitely has a as an ace in my hole is, is the Princess Bride with Andre the Giant. That one I actually remember because he was such a, I forgot he was a wrestler. He was so good in it and so entertaining. But God, now, now I've got the gear spinning. That's that's definitely the one I remember because <laughs> yeah, the guy kept saying, "Well, I mean, even boom," and he's like, he's asking dude, like, ah, "Can you understand what that means?" You know, <laughs> he's got the brains of the operation. You're, you're definitely pinging on the list, and, yes. and I'll jump ahead and, and just throw out, I despise that movie. <laughs> Why? I you know, I'm gonna I may have to reevaluate some of these things here, Kyle. Then you know, you despise a Princess Bride. Uh, here's why: my son went to a certain school, and the Princess Bride has a PG rating, and they watch this at every after-school function he went to. Oh, see, I that movie has a PG rating. Thing. I. I would rather play on freeway traffic in California than watch that movie again. <laughs> uh, and I'm an Andre the Giant fan. Well, the actual number eight did, was definitely not a PG rating. It was an R oh. rating. And, yeah, Rich, you actually named it already. It's uh, Jesse Ventura in The Predator, or just Predator. Yes. Yeah, he, he takes that minigun. He just hoses down the whole forest. It's just I got time to bleed. Spit tobacco. 
<laughs> and he's got the greatest movie name in this in this movie, Gunner Gunner Cooper. Yeah, that's <laughs> just that's, that's in the script. And and it starts off and, and I have not used this. You guys are a little older. Maybe you guys did. He starts off in the movie calling himself a sexual tyrannosaurus. Oh. Um, Can one describe that? Like, really? (laughs) Well, if we weren't family-friendly, I could describe something. But because we're a family-friendly show, (laughs) I I won't. Yeah, we're we're dancing tonight. Even though he dies real pretty quick in the movie, fairly early, yeah. He's he's one of the most memorable characters in a franchise film with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, the two gov- the two future governors. Huh. So it, just who knew? And, and you would have thought back then. Jesse Ventura had more more films on this list. He does, uh, Demolition Man being one of them. Um, but he wasn't but he, a star in that one. No, he kind of died off. He he had right away, and nothing like built on that. Well, I think by the time he was doing Demolition Man, I think he had already been elected mayor. Uh, what was it, Eden Prairie, Minnesota? Something like that. Yeah, he had already been elected mayor, so, you know, he had to kind of shift his priority some, you know, to being, you know, well, mayor. Uh, but this was definitely before uh, he became the governor of Minnesota and before he got his talk show. But, I mean, this was what launched him outside of wrestling. And even though he did this, then he would still come back and do wrestling commentary and he would still, you know, first for the WWF and then later on WCW when he had the falling out with WWF. But, but this was what kind of put him on the map outside of wrestling. And and it also created his, well, suing WWF Vince McMahon over royalty rights. Things learned in the screen actors guild, uh, financed his, I think he got, what, a million dollars out of that lawsuit? Something like that. And that lawsuit is where we found out that Hulk Hogan is a snitch. Right. And and don't forget. You know, it seems like Hogan's pretty desperate for money. The guy's making commercials for Rent-A-Center. And that's not a good sign. Well, well, what we're saying about Hogan being a snitch, um, Jesse Ventura at one point, because he had started doing these movies. Yeah, Rich. Yeah, so you stick around us, Rich. Kyle and I, we'll, we'll... We'll pull you through a big old history of wrestling. So you just keep listening to the podcast. You'll learn quite a bit. Uh, Ventura was trying to uh, unionize the wrestlers because they don't get health care. They don't get a lot of the things. I mean, they actually have to pay their own taxes, you know, so they're having to file the whatever. I can't remember the form name, but uh, whatever it is every quarter, they have to do that. They're paying their own travel. They're paying – well, some of them, they negotiate into their contracts now where they – the company pays for the travel, but uh, Jesse Ventura was trying to behind the owner, you know, behind Mr. Man's back, trying to unionize him. And Vince McMahon, of course, the owner of what was then the WWF, he found out 
and he fired McMahon, or he fired Ventura. Well, during this lawsuit, because they had to do all sorts of discovery, and part of it was um, finding out about that, um, because that, that part about the, the potential unionization actually came up, and that's when it came out, and they had, they had to put this in the, uh, the legal paperwork that it was actually Hulk Hogan was the one who snitched to Vince about Ventura. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, a lot of – this is why Kyle and I are doing this podcast because a lot of what goes on behind the scenes in wrestling sometimes is a lot more interesting than what goes in the ring. Well, yeah, I mean, what's in the ring is the the show. Yep. But the politics behind the show are, are something else. And Hulk Hogan well, told he's a lot of money. Nastiest and, politicians. So it's it's terrible that you, know, you got to look at your workers. I mean, it's just as bad in MMA. I mean, the guys go out there, they they bust their ass, they they do all this stuff, they win a fight, and they barely have enough money to you know, like pay for the stitches in their face. It's just it's ridiculous. And I, and you got to ask yourself, like, where is the money going? Well, and see, so that's why the topic of unionization has actually come up um, again in the past couple of months, and not just because of the health care. It's because of um, trademarking their names and what they can do with the names outside of wrestling. And uh, the wrestler, female wrestler, Zelina Vega, what's her real name? Uh, Thea Trinidad. Kyle, am I Thea correct on that? Thea Trinidad. Yes. Um. She was recently let go by the WWE because she also had a Twitch account. And, well, she was earning more money on the Twitch account than what she was, you know, as a wrestler and a wrestling manager. But the WWE were saying that she was using their trademark. And so even when she started using her real name on the Twitch account, they were still trying to claim the money. Yeah, that's Right. You know, because they're saying, well, we're the ones who made you famous, even though she's using her real name on the account, not her her character name. And they were still trying to claim a certain percentage of the money. And so now it's come up again with the unionization because uh, they're, they're saying that they are um, independent contractors, that they're not actually employed by the WWE. And, and the, WWEs are, they're the, the WWE are the ones calling them independent contractors then that's what they're saying. Well, we don't have to pay for your medical. We don't have to do that. And now it's coming back saying, well, you can't tell us what to do then, you know, outside of the ring. Yeah. Right. So there's been that, some, you, if, it's a whole, it's a whole argument about, okay. So when people say the government, so they say something like, okay, well, if, if you're successful, then you got to pay taxes. Okay. So that's my partner right there. Huh? So, so uncle Sam gets his 34% for my successful corporation. What happens if I go bankrupt? Huh? Now you're a silent partner. You jump ship. And it's the same way with these, these athletes. If you're not going to be there to take care of the stitches and the risks, you shouldn't be there to take advantage of when things go great. If she has a Twitch account and she's making money, I don't care what she's doing. She can sell her underwear. But it's like, why do you care? Oh, well, she's making all this money. Unless you're the IRS, you shouldn't care. You'd be like, okay, fine. You know what? I'm glad you're happy. You'll probably stick around. And then just move on part is they just sold 
video rights to their network, it's going to be a billion dollars, $200 million a year for their programming, their pay-per-view events, and the wrestlers aren't going to get a dime. Yeah, what a giant surprise. You know, it just, so it just it, blows my mind. They, they, they treat the talent like it's their, their parasites. Like, dude, you don't understand. The talent is what keeps, gives you a job. Well, and, and the here's actually there something because else. Because the customers pay for it. Well, hey, Rich and Kyle, um, here's actually something else that um, has not really been brought up, but I've actually thought about it myself just because I've actually seen this happen in my own, um, the company that I work for. Everybody uh-huh. in uh, around, actually, about the, right about the time we were in, all in Maryland together, uh, Congress and the Senate were also up in arms about Microsoft because they said, well, Microsoft is a monopoly. They're throwing all this anti-monopoly uh, stuff at their people had to testify before the Congress about the monopoly laws. Yeah, nobody has even looked at the stuff. fact. Yeah, nobody's even looked at, at how the WWE and Vince McMahon, they have a monopoly in wrestling. And they've had, they've had it for, well, 20 years now, Kyle. Think about it. It's 2001 is when they bought WCW and ECW more or less at the same time. And but you, you are somewhat correct because they're the largest in the pool. But there's more independent wrestling organizations today than there's ever been. Well, but think about this. The government defin the U.S. government definition of a monopoly is when a certain company they own thirty thirty percent or more of a certain industry. The WWE, I'd say, definitely has one thirty percent. That includes the merchandise, that includes oh, the TV yeah. rights, that includes all the arenas, that includes all of that. That includes the talent. Yeah, there are a ton of independent uh, companies around the country, but I don't think together they're not going to bust that seventy percent to where it would actually say, okay, well maybe WWE doesn't doesn't have that. They don't have to. And I'd say, no, WWE, they're, they're closer to 50 or 60% and have been for and at one point before, um, before AEW came around because TNA Impact is, is still – well, they're coming up now thanks to their somewhat partnership with AEW. But nobody, well, looks, but nobody looks at Vince and goes, well, I mean, he has a monopoly because they don't care about wrestling. But now they're well, starting to look at it. Well, you have that or – and this is our fault as fans. We associate WWE with wrestling. It's kind of like the UFC, which was on over the weekend. UFC, how many people in Rich, you know this too, because you've run into some of the ones I have. Uh-huh. I'm an ultimate fighter. No, um, ultimate fighting is the organization. You're a mixed martial artist if you really trained in that. Uh, Steve, there's a story to go with this. Uh, We were at a movie in Columbia, Maryland, and I had a Israeli martial arts sticker on the back of my car. Interesting. Well, you you probably know because our friend, the Cuban Missile, was part of it. Um, there were some people up where I lived that would come down to your area. And we had come down and I had got some, and we had all went to a movie 
and I have this sticker on the back of my car, Steve, and this guy comes up and sees my sticker with his girlfriend, looks at me, and I am no runt. No? I I am not the runt of Maryland. Um, Looks at me and says, do you want to fight? And I look at him, and he goes, "Um, I used to wrestle. And I go, oh, really? (laughs) And he goes, yeah, with Matt and Jeff Hardy. And I laughed so hard at that, he actually got frustrated with me and scurried away with his woman. He said he used to wrestle with Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yes. I had to if you really, if you really are if you really are a professional and you really do work out with high ranking people, you're not gonna have the attitude of I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go pick a fight with some dude in a parking garage. You're full of crap. Nobody has that kind of self discipline and kind of effort and then just turns into some meathead that does that. Right there is red flag. I'd be like, Oh, oh sure you do. Okay, you know what? Uh, I got this autograph from Elvis. You know, I don't know what else to tell somebody that crazy. You know, that's just that's insane. Like, you know what? I'm not going to wrestle with you because I don't want to get hepatitis or any other diseases you got. <laughs> yeah, what a weirdo. I tell you, the real fighters, the real guys out there that can fold you up like a human origami, those guys are the most chill, laid-back, easygoing kind of guys. They're almost, they're almost terrifying. They have that steely-eyed look because they know. They're like, wow, you know, if I wanted to, there's like 19 different ways I could, I could kill you with my thumb. So like, yeah, I believe you. You know, I'm gonna take pictures and be cool with you, and that's about it. You know, they, these guys are real. You know, they go pick fights with people in a freaking parking garage. Oh my god, maybe this guy's after your kidneys. Who knows? Hey, Rich, stand by just for a second. We lost Kyle because we lost me for a second, also. Oh, and you may have been. I mean, um, I'm talking to the stand by, right? Yeah, right. Stand by just for a second. I got it. All right, you there, dude? You there, Kyle? Oh, I'm, I'm still here, Rich. Yeah, Rich I'm is here. still here. Rich never left. So we're gonna find out, you know, when I'm editing tonight after the show's over, whether or not um, Rich is like, yeah. All of a sudden, it just um, my phone fell. I was trying, having trying to adjust, and all of a sudden, boom, the whole thing just came unconnected. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Fortunately, that has not happened in a long time, has it? <laughs> um, now we. Almost lost the episode once, but to finish the story, Rich, um, the Hardy Boys are actor wrestlers. Okay. And they wrestled in North Carolina before they went to WWE, and now they're big time. And I and actually, Rich, uh, not only are they from North Carolina, they're from the same area I'm from in North Carolina. I actually have cousins who went to. Um, this, went to high school with them, and their granddad—I'm sorry, my granddad—worked with their dad. So I may have actually met them growing up because they're only a couple years younger than I am. But when when the Cuban Missile comes to visit his children, he will have to share that story with you because <laughs> I literally almost fell to the ground crying laughing. Yeah, you just look at somebody like that, like, ah, no, dude, I don't want to make out. Yeah, I don't know what your deal is. <laughs> Go have fun with your girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh Mike? Mike? Like, dude, what, what is wrong with you? 
Well, you know what? That scenario, Kyle, actually reminds me of some of the scenarios from the next, well, the next movie at least. Um, And, Rich, I'm pretty sure you'll appreciate this movie, but the wrestler is Terry Funk. The movie is Roadhouse. Roadhouse. One of of the 1980s best movies. Awesome movie. Never gets old watching it. Yeah, because the one time where the, the real big dude just walks up to um, Tom's scared. He's like, hey, you want to fight? And he, and he calls him another name. And he's like, well, sure. You know, didn't come here to show you, you know, what the name that they called him. And like I said, we're keeping it family friendly, kind of trying to keep it clean. Uh, because you can get more. <laughs> but, um, but then they fight. You know, and that's what that movie was. I mean, it was like one great big fight. I love that movie. And I will say for the record, and I not that this guy's listened to, it was a, a guy I was stationed with at Wright-Patterson in Ohio, and then again, my last base in England. And he's always said that Roadhouse is a chick flick. I agree. What? It's a romantic one. It is not a chick flick. Roadhouse How is not a chick flick. How in the world is that a chick flick? If your chick flick's in Roadhouse the Roadhouse is yeah. much of a chick flick. Roadhouse is as much of a chick flick as Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Well, uh, I will have to be in agreement okay. with you because I'm one of the people who says Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. So the underlying story is in Roadhouse is Dalton finding love with the with the doctor and achieving his fulfillment in life, his happiness in a small town bar in a small town in whatever Kansas they were in. I think they were Missouri. Okay. Glass half empty, glass half full. You know, we like the, yeah. we like the fighting part. Well, parts. see, the guy, that, the guy that always said that Roadhouse is a chick flick, he said, well, Patrick Swayze's in it. That was his justification for calling it chick flick because, you know, Patrick Swayze did the dirty dancing, and then he did Ghost and so, and some other ones. But Roadhouse is not a chick know, flick. You know the story of Roadhouse? Um, it's a true story. Well, it's a loosely based on a true story, very loosely based. But the important detail here, who was the, the woman who played the doctor? Um, Kelly Lynch, correct? Kelly Lynch, yes. I remember her first name was Kelly. I can remember this because she was also in um, Cocktail. And she married a famous actor. She did. Uh, killing me who, who she actually married. Well, good thing I have Wikipedia right in front of me. Uh, Mitch Glazer. Who? His name's Mitch Glazer. I thought you said it was somebody famous. Well, he is famous <laughs> if you see his photo. <laughs> um, oh, that dude. Okay. There, there are people every time Roadhouse comes on television. Oh, they call him. I have heard about that. Yes. They call him. Patrick <laughs> Glazer is making love to your wife right now on TV. Dear God. Yes, I have heard about that. Yep. That's really being into a movie. Holy mackerel. <laughs> but either way, Funk, it's it's not a chick flick, and Terry Funk was awesome in that movie. He played Morgan, and it starts off with Dalton's character getting cut from the bouncer crew. And he goes, well, what am I supposed to do? It's always barber college. <laughs> always barber college. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> in the next yeah. line, 
Yeah, nowadays oh. it's being a barista. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next one, I know the next line, Kyle. Go ahead. What, what if someone calls my mama a whore? Is well, she? Is she? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one wasn't very funk, though. That was the other dude. The, the guy, he later on, he fired him like the next day because he was messing around with the underage girl in the, the back closet. Uh, and I Terry Funk, he's like, you're a dead man. And that was it. Um, See, so Terry so Funk, I mean, in, huh? He was in all the fighting scenes, Terry Funk was. He was. He really was. He really didn't have a lot of lines, but the lines that he had were good. Um, and, and you can't forget Terry Funk in the movie Over the Top, the arm wrestling movie. I forgot about that movie because, of, man, that movie was Oh, my was God. Did you see it? Oh, my God. I remember, man, it opened up with uh, no, with Sylvester Stallone, you know, pulling the rope down. You know, you got to work on that forearm. Oh, my and, God, I remember that movie. That movie is about family reconciliation. You know, I think I may have watched the entire movie once, and that was probably on a bet. But I <laughs> had someone that could be, review, be reviewing these films. She won't. Uh, she won't do over the top. Yeah, Rich. I'll, um, just a real quick. To, I don't know if you knew about this already. My daughter, um, she actually reviews '80s movies on YouTube. Oh my god! And, that's awesome. Yep. And uh, in fact, she's at, she is working on one right now, though, Kyle. I will tell you. Um, just to get. Well, I don't know if it'd be a spoiler or not, but yeah, she's reviewing Karate Kid Part Three right now. Oh, that's the worst of the franchise. Well, that's why she's reviewing it because it's hard for her to give uh, like a funny bad re- or review to a movie she likes. It's hard for her to slam a movie she likes, and so she's going to do a movie that she thinks is not that great, just so she can kind of tear it apart. Well, that's um, be but easy she is working on that one. Yep, she's working on it right now, and we recently watched all of the Cobra Kai's and. We watched all the all the Karate Kids. Uh, now I don't know which one's worse, Karate Kid Part Three or the next Karate Kid. Um, it's what uh, prepared Hillary Swank to be an Oscar. Oh, uh, sorry, what'd you say, Rich? That's just another, you know, one of those. Hey, we don't have anything creative. Let's do a girl power movie and just copy the script and see if that works. It's you know, it's a disastrous idea. No, see, you know what? You never see yeah. you never see it the other way around. You never see like like a bunch of women make a movie, and then the guys are like, you know what? Let's copy that. Let's let's take a bunch of guys and redo Steel Magnolias. No, it's a, it's a stupid idea. <laughs> it flies like a lead kite. Yeah, it's like know your strengths, come up with your own stuff, and do it. Don't copy somebody else. Oh, it's weak. I saw that movie. I was just like, oh my wow. god, this is terrible. Our number six in this list is actually one of the most original characters. Yes, in one of these movies, and that was the big show. Paul Paul White as Captain Insano in The Water Boy. <laughs> oh, Captain Insano! And, and it, it's an, it's another one in parts. He was only in it for what two minutes, three minutes, but I it is no one of the most hilarious scenes. That's oh my god! In fact, that was he wasn't he still part of WCW, Kyle, or had he or he had just jumped. Very like fairly recently oh, to the WWF when he did this. 
he was in WCW and in storyline, they said Hulk Hogan got him the part and that's why he joined the NWO. Ah, okay. Forgot about that. But Captain Insano, um, could you use a, 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 a water distribution engineer? And <laughs> how old are you, kid? Uh, 32. <laughs> The ridiculous callbacks to his scene Powerbomb Compliments of Captain Encino That's a a beautiful movie And look ma It's the devil (laughs) And I can imagine all All the kids doing homeschooling right now are going to be in school when they finally open. But, but mama said, yeah. And is that going to be a right answer? Mama Your said, mama is right. Alligators is hungry. They got on them teeth. <laughs> you know, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Just a, a fantastic movie. And, and no matter what, it's it's not the acting chops per se. It's the memorability of the character. Right. And the you know that movie. Uh, I mean, I will say this: that that movie actually took a little bit to grow on me. Um, I had to watch it a few times before. I mean, I really, you know, just um, laughed at it hard. So the first couple of times I watched it, I was like, uh, it's kind of like Austin Powers. I was the same way, you know, but uh, once I, once I oh, got it, I got yes. it. I, oh, I, love, I love Austin Powers and all the references. Oh my God. Dude, I, I'm, I don't want to side rail this, but I'll tell you, I am so hardcore into watching lately the 19, late sixties, early seventies, Mission Impossible episodes. And if I don't get at least one judo chop where like some, some 50-year-old dude who's out of shape just hits some 25-year-old special forces guy on the back of the on the back of the shoulder blades. That's your cue to take a nap. Just judo chop, and the dude passes out. I can't stop laughing. I've got to have at least one judo chop per episode. It's the same in Star Trek. It's the same in, in like, the old Batman episodes. Their choreographing fighting was so bad. That's why they put those little symbols up there. The dude's, like, four inches from this guy's chin when he throws that hook. Because why? It's probably well, just some gardeners that they, they brought in. Like, okay, you're going to be bad guys today, and we'll, we'll pay you like eight bucks or something. And that's terrible. Would, today, today's wrestling, would the Tope Suicido be the equivalent of the su- Judo Chop? Uh, possibly. Uh, it, um, and, Rich, just to kind of show that in wrestling terms, those punches that are four inches away. Well, for one, it never passed in wrestling, but they call that a working punch. Oh, is it, and is there's, is there's some guys who were, there's some guys who were actually so good on it, good at doing the working punch. I mean, it looks devastating and they do make contact, but it's to the point that the way they practice it is they will hang a string from the ceiling right in front of them and they'll practice punching at it until they can actually hit the string without moving it. Well, in the old days, yes. In the old days, yeah, that's what they used to do. Today's wrestlers are 
practicing on the video game system. Yep, scored to the Undertaker. So, See, that's what you guys another are memorable. You're, you're, you're in the new world. I have no idea what's going on in the wrestling, other than like I told you, what I saw on the amateur circuit and been around these guys. But I have zero idea. I couldn't name two people from 1990 well, like, to now that are that are in there. You'll like you the next century. Because it will be a future Halloween costume of mine, and that is Hulk Hogan playing Thunderlips, the ultimate male, in Rocky Three. That means everybody that's like 48 and above might know what that means. There's going to be kids out there going, oh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is Thunderlips. Hulk Hogan is Thunderlips. I am the ultimate male, wow. and you are the ultimate meatball. And you know, Tyler, a lot of people forget when Hulk Hogan did that, when Hulk Hogan did that movie, he was not even in the WWF at the time. He was still in the AWA. Right? Yep. And this is what really kind of put him uh, on the map as far as people getting visibility. And then he went to the WWF, and that's that's probably rich when you heard of him when he was in the WWF and he was – you know, Hulk Hogan, he was all tan, the yellow, the yellow trunks, the yellow boots, say your prayers, take your oh, yeah. and the yellow boa. Yeah, and you don't even you don't you don't even want to know what he was doing. And, and there's more stuff that's, that's been coming out even recently. He was taking more than just vitamins, wasn't he, Kyle? Oh yes. Excuse uh, me. They're pharmaceutical enhancement supplements. Yeah. Not only that, but he had Jim, but he had Jimmy Hart and Brutus the Barber Beefcake carrying his weed for him through airports. Allegedly. Allegedly. But that, uh, I'll tell you, man, life- I, I actually got a chance. If you want to talk about some of the old um, wrestlers out there, uh, in real life, I actually got to meet this guy twice. Uh, I met, uh, before he passed, I met Nikolai Volkov. And I didn't know this, but the really? guy lived. Yeah, the guy lived in, uh, I think, just outside of Glen Burnie. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, what, he had, for somebody, yeah, he ran, yeah, he for, ran for office uh, there. Yeah, I, I, the first time I saw him, I was at Shogun Fights, and they said, hey, you know, we got this guy, blah, blah, blah. And it was like the VIP seats right right there from the cage. And um, you know, Nikolai Volkov, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I look over, and that's really him. They put the light on him. I go over there, and I get, hey, do you mind getting a picture with the, with the hot ring girls? He's like, oh, yeah. You know, they got a picture with him. And then it wasn't even like a couple years later, he came out and did, I mean, he, I, this guy doesn't have to do this. He just loves doing this. He came out and did um, a, a presentation, like, hi, how you doing? This long cameo at the, at the amateur wrestling thing. And you could tell, like, behind the scenes, the wrestlers were just gushing over this guy. He just couldn't, you know, ask him enough questions and shake his hand. And, and so when they get out there, you know, they, he came out there and he's wearing his bright red jacket with the American flag on it and stuff. And the whole place just went absolutely crazy. And I was just like, man, this is so cool. I'm glad this guy's getting a, a standing ovation and a bunch of hand claps. And then when he goes back and sits down, and like the other wrestlers are like, man, whatever you want, I'll get it for you. It's, it's super cool. And then he appeared one more time at Shogun Fights, and then like like eight, ten months later, he died. And I got a picture. Yeah. I got, actually, got a picture. somebody took a picture with me with him, and I just went, I was like, you know, over the top. I couldn't believe I'm, I'm with one of these super cool dudes from the 80s. Well, you met one more because I, I went up with you. Um, you remember meeting King Kong Bundy. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a cool dude. In fact, um, I didn't recognize him at first because he's sitting there one time, and he was wearing his glasses. And I, I was like, I think that's kind of – and uh, what happened was is other people didn't recognize him as well either. And I, and I almost felt bad. I was like, yeah, is that who I think it is? And nobody was really going up there. And so I go over there, you know, come taking pictures and stuff, and I talk to him, and I said, oh, my God, it's really you, you know. Oh, I didn't recognize your glasses on. You know, you know, come on, all of us that are over the age of 50, I mean, you know, we're wearing glasses and stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, he takes them off. And sure enough, he takes them off like not even 30 seconds later. People are like, oh, my God, look who it is. And then they start coming over. Now he doesn't feel so bad. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got to take these damn things off. People didn't recognize me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and you so know, it's cool. Cut- you know, it's kind of ironic about mentioning King Kong Bundy. I don't know of any movies he was in, but he was in a TV show as a guest star. Married with Children. Really? Yep. What? He was a call. That, that, that's what, that makes sense. That was an awesome show, man. <laughs> that's such a great show. And, and it had, even had Sam Kennison in it. Al said that uh, King Kong Bundy was uh, – a couple hundred pounds less than his mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because um, Ed O'Neill, he's always been into um, jujitsu. So, you know, the guy the guy knows how to, you know, he knows how to roll around fight on the mat too. So it might have been cool how, you know, you get a wrestler who obviously knows ground game and they're probably talking about some stuff. I mean, that's, there's all kinds of cool things that go on in those dynamics. I bet it's pretty cool to listen to those two guys talk in between takes. Oh, man. I got to find out what episode that is. Hey, Rich. Good. Well, Rich, we actually have a tie for number three. We actually don't have a number four, but we have two number threes. And you already named one of them, and Kyle hates the movie, so I'll talk about it. Uh, It's Andre the Giant and the Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yes. Inconceivable. Yes. Yes, love the movie, oh. and I don't know if, if you if you've ever read the book. That's one of the few that the book is like spot on with the movie. So they did a, in other words, when really? they made the movie, they did a really good job. Yeah, uh, my wife she actually bought the book, you know, years ago, and I actually read it as well, and it was really really close. Yeah, there was a couple of little small differences, but by and large, I mean it was dead on. Yeah, because you know how you read like some some books and you watch the movie and they've changed a lot of things. They've taken some of the characters in the books and they kind of merged them all together. Um, kind of like you know, well, here recently we just we went through all the Harry Potter movies, right? And I don't know if you've ever uh-huh. uh, watched the movies and read the books. I've actually read all the books as well. There is oh, so much. That, yeah, there is. I'll ask her. Ask her about how much they left oh. out of the movies because oh, so in the movies are all, they're all every, yeah. Um, yeah. But she, they told me so like, oh, there's so much they couldn't put in here. Yeah, they couldn't because well, HBO Max apparently is making a live action uh, TV series on based on the Harry Potter books. Now, that just came out today. Oh wow! So yeah, there are there are two movies that are not allowed to be played in my house. And one is the Princess Bride, and the other Here is we go. the Wizard of Oz. Why the Wizard of Oz? What? I, What's the deal with I the Wizard of Oz? 
What kind of communist crap does not let you watch Wizard of Oz? You see, what's up with that? It's oh my god! Nice call to hot when I was a kid. Dorothy, yes, but the little munchkins, not so much. Are you scared of the munchkins? Yes, yes. that must be it. You're scared of the munchkins. I mean, don't get me wrong. Lollipop killed. Ah! <laughs> like, all right, I, that's it. Hi, I'm out. And the original <laughs> Willy Wonka. The original yeah. Willy Wonka. Now, granted, the original Willy Wonka is creepy. The, yeah, the little unintentionally um, be creepy. What Oompa Loompas? The Oompa Loompas are different level creepy. Well, Willy Wonka is different level <laughs> creepy. In that one, dude. So, so yeah, basically, the you're like, LPs freak you out. Is that what you're saying? I the LPs them. freak you out. I married a little person. To be like, oh, the little sausage fingers freak. Ah, oh, oh, they smell like cabbage. <laughs> Circus carny. Ah, keep them away. <laughs> but oh, man. I'm telling you, the Princess Bride at so many functions. I watched it in 1988 on VHS. I will not watch it again. No. It has so many great lines on some channel all the time. Uh, We have it on DVD, and I think it's on one of the streaming services, at least one of them. And it has some of the best lines. Like, have have fun storming the castle. (laughs) Yeah. So I I was was that Billy Crystal. What was the name? Yeah, that was Billy Crystal, and. What was her name? I cannot think of who his wife was in the movie, but she, oh, Carol oh. Kane. Yes, you know there were a lot, yeah, she, a lot of big. They had to ugly her up because she's actually a pretty woman. Yes. Oh, that was so funny. They think they'll make but it. Eh, I'm probably pretty, not. You know. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you know uh, because Rich, we've known Kyle now for well over 20 years, and he was a workout. He was he was out a workout guy long before we met him. So I have a feeling this is probably why he like you know he has the next one as high up as what he does because this is also a workout guy, and that is Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock. And well, hold on. Go ahead. You actually have him ranked higher than I do. Yeah. Because, I mean, right. how big of a star he is. And actually, I, mean, I, I, I think the reason I grabbed the Fast and Furious franchise, like, marked it the same as yours, is that's just honestly because of making sure the names match. But really, The Rock, and The Rock, he, he is his own franchise now. I mean, he re- well, he doesn't even go by The Rock anymore. He's Dwayne Johnson. But you think about everything. He was in The Mummy Returns. He was just a just a part-time character, like a supporting character, but then he had his own movie, The Scorpion King, and that's just kind of launched it from there. You know, think about that. And he is now the highest-paid guy in Hollywood. And that, to me, is amazing. Well, I worked out I work out in his shoes. I have several of his clothing items. Don't agree with his politics all the time. I that's have his tequila on the counter. Um, and then I've obviously watched Fast and Furious quite a bit. 
his character Hobbs almost tailor made for him. Oh, Calvin Hobbs is a blast. That was a great movie. Him and Stratum, that was a great so, mix. Him, him and Jason Statham, and um, that that was a standalone movie. Yeah, that was great. Not to mention how honestly they could have sold out and made a second one, and it probably would have still done good. Now I know he doesn't exactly get along with Vin Diesel and Tyrese, but you know, jealousy uh, rears its head in all forms. I think um, I think Dwayne has known Vin Diesel for a long time. I think they've they've had some inner circle stuff before because I remember when I told somebody I discovered this that um, Vin Diesel at one time did a you know you got to make your your money and whatever you can get your gigs in when he was real young he was doing like breakdance videos you know like instructions like hey for you know for only nineteen ninety five plus six weeks of shipping and handling buy this you know VHS tape and learn how to breakdance and it was him next thing you know you here too are you ready to get are you ready to get your groove on. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, those those two dudes, I think they know, know each other for a very long time. And, I don't know. Like charges were pale. Maybe they're just too similar. They disagreed on stuff. Either way, though, everybody, everybody agrees to a big paycheck. Yeah. That's how celebrities are. They'll get out there and they'll tell you, no, guns are bad. Nobody should have them. All right, I'm, I'm going to do another movie about guns. You know, like, really? Or Jennifer Lawrence does her thing. Oh, yeah, the industry is terrible. It's just women are only valued for their looks or, or some kind of gun violence. Now, look, make sure you, you watch my next movie, uh, Red Sparrow. That's nothing about, me, nothing about anything but me showing off skin and, and more guns. Like, oh, okay, yeah, got it. Okay, we're back again, Rich. You were you were still talking again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I say ten words, man, um, it's just like causing the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, I think dude, I think there's one of my connectors uh, going into my phone and is actually uh, going bad. That, that's the only reason I can think of why I would do it once, much less twice. Every uh, time you, I'm getting dropped. Yeah, Rich, the way we're doing it, um, I send Kyle the invite from uh, Block Talk Radio, and we've been able to connect with that, what, once? And ever since then, it uh, it will not connect for Kyle. So what I have to do is I, I dial in, and then I do a conference call with Kyle. Oh, you know, so, but okay. unfortunately, that means, that means once I hang up, that means Kyle's hung up as well. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, you know, so... Unfortunately, and that's the first time it's happened twice. We've had it happen once before, and it's been a, a few months since it happened. We've only been doing the podcast now for about six months, seven months, Kyle. Yeah. And now, while we're talking about things that are criminal, what Ric Flair was doing to Lacey Evans on Raw right now um, should not be allowed. Yeah, and Rich, I'm pretty sure you're not watching Raw. No, I'm I'll actually go. typing this in. Like Ric Flair and what was her name? Stacy. Lacey, Lacey Evans. 
L-A-C-E-Y Evans. Uh, and Rich is very interesting because in a former life, she was a Marine Corps SP. Hold on a second. Rick, Rick Flair is going out with this? He sure is. How old is Rick Flair? Well, in storyline, he's actually married. Well, married oh, for the fifth the time, but he's married. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yes. I, was like, I see these pictures. I'm thinking, oh, it looks like the angry dad or something. Why are you staying out so late? Ah, you're not wearing that. Okay. Nah, well, he, Rick, I, some go new, ahead, Kyle. He has some new Adidas shoes that are quite popular. Ha, have uh, you seen them out of the Kanye West line? I have no, not. You said Kanye West. Oh, and really Lacey just laid out Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte is Ric Flair's daughter, his actual daughter, uh, Rich. And Lacey uh, Evans just clocked her in the back <laughs> of the head. Yeah. You know, you guys are uh, well, watching sure this stuff now. Yeah, and yeah, and and his daughter is actually. Was fake or not? Well, I'll tell you what, the girl wrestlers now, Rich, they're not like they were five, six years ago. And they were getting good then. Before, it used to be, okay, the girls, would they would have like a match with the girls. And that's usually when. Uh, you know, it would be the bathroom break because sometimes they say, oh, the girls are just going to look at. Not anymore. They are yeah. brutal. I mean, they and they are very, very good. In some cases, better than the guys. Well, that's good, yes. man. We need to kind of raise the bar. That's cool. Last time I watched, uh, fact, I they, actually watched, like, I think, like, one or two episodes of, remember Glow? You know, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling? Yes. I watched that. I'm like, two of those. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, it's terrible. Well, that one was very too much, uh, you know, too much acting, not enough, like, I guess, wrestling. But, Hold yeah, the girl. The introductions to every Glow episode where they sang and danced would be way better than the 20 minute promo that they open Raw with every week. Yeah, what's the promos? What's that? You know, buy a uh, board. Just, what, what, were they, what were they promoting? Well, when we say promo, it's just basically it's a wrestler or a couple of wrestlers. They 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 open the show up. They're in the ring, and then they talk about whatever angle or storyline that they happen to be involved in, and they will oh, do so, it for oh, twenty minutes. Yeah, it's like a long say promo. It, it's about as entertaining as the commander's call. Oh my God! Yeah, they, they just do that for advertising time. They, they they get started. Oh yeah, this person's so badass. Remember this one time? Oh, break for a commercial, and they come back, and then they resume it again. I'm like, oh my God! In case you missed it, we're well, gonna play the last thirty seconds all over again. Oh my God! Make it well, stop. Hey, Rich. Here's here's a bad thing. They'll play this this promo, and they're about twenty minutes every time. Like the very beginning of the show, which is three hours long, the promo is twenty minutes. And then they'll start a match, and the match itself may be seven minutes long, and in those seven minutes, they'll have two <laughs> commercial breaks during the match. Dude, that's why you DVR it. You DVR it. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, and I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm DVRing it right now. Fast forward. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> hey, Kyle, I need to go back and watch the DVR from SmackDown because I managed to get into the Thunderdome, and at one point, I think I did see myself during Daniel Bryan's promo. 
when all of a sudden they, they kind of panned the crowd. And I think I did see myself, and so I need to watch it again and try to get a picture. And if I get a picture, I will text it to you. On me. Well, I'm see. So you guys get big shows where you live? Uh, what, Rich? You're telling me you guys get big shows where you live? No, what I'm saying, okay, um, right now since they don't have crowds, the WWE, and I have to admit this is very, very innovative. Instead of a crowd, they have a thousand, and there's literally a thousand computer screens, more or less, computer monitors, what it looks like, out where the crowd would be. And oh my God, I'm looking at what you're dome. saying. Oh, dude, this is insane. Yeah. 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 I'm and, looking at it right now. That's wow. I'm actually impressed. That's and you, cool. Yep. And you have to be, you're supposed to be a WWE subscriber to be able to get into it. In fact, that's why they actually send me emails. You know, saying if you want to be a part of it, you know, click this link, and then you get added to a list. Um, you know, you have to be like the first so many people to. It's a first come first serve type thing, and then, you know, to say okay, your showtime is why you know, and it's um, like for SmackDown. SmackDown is from eight o'clock to ten o'clock on Friday nights, and so your call time will be eight or eight thirty or nine or nine thirty. Mine just past Friday was eight thirty click on the link that they give to you until it's that time. Now, I've also discovered this the hard way. You don't want, you want to click on the link until they're actually having a commercial break, you know, during the show itself because they're not going to show people, you know, switching, you know, they're not going to show the, the monitor switching faces, you know, during that, unless there's some reason because they've had an issue with people showing things on there they really shouldn't be showing. <laughs> on, um Yep. So, and so I mean, you're right there. You're not gonna if you do something really bad, you're gonna be in serious trouble. Oh well, the first couple of times they did it, let's see, they had um, well somebody advertising, you know, one of the other companies. Uh, they had uh, there was something else I can't remember. But then the worst one was somebody somehow showed like a a not a Nazi rally from Nuremberg. Yeah, oh it was God. something real bad. Yeah, it was just yeah, like beyond bad. And and that's so a, that's such a uh, stupid move. But then again, we're not dealing with bright people in the first place, and they do stuff like that. I mean, because they got your IP address, they got you know all this stuff on you. You you start acting like a like a like a dumb dumb. What do you think is going to happen? They're recording all of it, and all of it is proof. Yep. Yeah, and um, you know so. I've actually done it a few times. This is the first time I think I actually spotted myself. And when you know what, Kyle, about five minutes uh, later, something happened to our internet. All of a sudden, my internet went down. It blinked the first second and totally lost connection. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, but I think I, I got it. I just need to watch the replay back. I'm telling you, if you combed the skullet or braided the beards, they would have kept <laughs> you on the screen. Oh, yeah. Rich, Rich hasn't seen – yeah, I don't I, – yeah, Rich. Right now, my hair—I have not cut my hair in three years. Uh, it's almost, it, almost three, three years to the day, actually. Why? Uh, because twenty years of twenty years of having to cut it, and actually, yeah. I may be cutting it here no, soon. I hear you. Yeah, I may be cutting it here soon, though, because I'm applying for another uh, position in my company, and it's a management uh-huh. position. Um, and thankfully, the only person that I know of who actually listens to the podcast to work already knows about this. Um, uh, actually, no, there maybe somebody else knows. But, I mean, either way, uh, I've already done one interview with HR, and uh, we're supposed to be waiting for 
you know, further instructions this week. So there may be another interview. They may, I don't know. We'll find out. But this is a management position. I, pr- I will probably go ahead and cut my hair then. Well, while we're not on the subject of wrestling stereotypes, would you say you fit into the stereotype of a wrestling fan, appearance-wise? The stereotype? I mean, no, you have I'm... more Huh? You have more teeth than they think most wrestling fans have. Yes. Oh. Um, well, here's the funny thing. And Rich and Kyle, we've actually spoken about this at length, and I'm planning, you know, I'm actually doing research about this. This is how much, and actually taking, um, basically, almost like having a questionnaire that I'm going to hit all my uh, friends who are wrestling fans, and I'll actually ask Kyle to do the same thing on his end. You know, for obviously people I don't know, because Kyle knows a lot of people I don't know who are also wrestling fans. And just to kind of get the demographics, just to kind of show that wrestling fans are not just the frat boys. They're not just the southern boys. Um, And it's not just, you know, southern white boys on top of that. Because if that was the case, you wouldn't have wrestling all over the world. You wouldn't have some of the, the... the most famous spots for wrestling being in Mexico and Japan. And, you know, it just kills me that there's this stereotype. Oh, and by the way, they say they're, um, that wrestling fans are, you know, just, well, un- just uneducated. And because I actually had somebody say, you watch, they're like, you have a master's degree. Why do you like wrestling? And that was actually it's entertainment. somebody. It's freaking entertainment. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, well, nobody, I, I mean, Nobody over the age of 10 says, oh, yeah, this is super real, and and everything on there is is absolutely true, and all these stories are true. It's not. And people watch watch plays. They they go to Broadway. It's the same thing. It's entertainment, and that's what you're paying for, and that's what you expect, and and you should get it. Right. Well, but that's one of the things. I mean, and I don't don't want to stray off too much because we still have a couple ones to name, and we've got to name all the honorable mentions. Because what I've been doing is like naming all the ones that were listed but didn't get enough for the uh, the top ten. Um, but yeah, that's something. Yeah, Rich, definitely when we finally do that kind of episode, uh, and it may be, it may still at least be a month before we do that because we've got the next few weeks li- already lined out. Um, but yeah, we'll let you know, and you know, so in, in case, in fact, if you want to be keep continue to be part of our listening base uh, every uh, every Monday, uh, eight thirty. Ron, and I'll make sure. You, in fact, now that you've liked the page on Facebook, you should also get the notification there as well. But yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think what I'll do is I'll sit be- through this coming. Um, when's the next show? My mom told me. My mom is an absolute. She probably knows more than you guys. She's a fanatic about watching this stuff. And she's, oh yeah, there's Monday really? night this, and there's Friday night that. Oh, my mom is abs. My mom and her husband, absolute. Never miss it. She turns off her phone. She's like, listen, you know, SmackDown's coming on in a half hour, so I got to go. I'm like, what? And she does that. She turns off her phone. Like, nobody. Nobody contacts her. Her and her husband watch it. That's it. And, and it's like, that's it. Nobody screws with them. Nobody comes around and talks to them. Everybody knows better. I'm like, jeez. Wow. Are they out, uh, are the they out in California? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it'd be 5.30 local time for them because, yeah, we're 8.30 Eastern. 
Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. So I'm a newbie, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna watch one of these things and I'll give you guys feedback on the on the next on the next podcast. You know, this is this is a you know, I haven't watched wrestling honestly, I haven't watched it since I think uh, the eighties. It just and, I don't know. It just got and, got kinda of weird. And, and I'm a fan and I can't sit through three hours of it now. Well, I'm going to DVR. I'm not going to sit there and watch 20 minutes of wind-up either. So you also got to watch AEW as well, and Impact are on, and Ring of Honor are on. And, um, you know, so, um, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely, you know. And that one I think will be an interesting episode. In fact, you know, give me a um, – when I start doing, like, that question and air type thing, I feel like I'm doing a research project like I'm back in college again, <laughs> doing it for my MBA all over again. <laughs> But you know, getting the same because you got to ha- you have to have a, a big enough sample size. You know, you can't just say, "Well, I talked to five people, so I'm judging everything on five people." No, I need to have a lot of people. You know, I'd like to get at least fifty if I can. At least and you got to host, you got to host it. Um, I don't know if you remember from my son's history assignment for school, and he had to ask a bunch of political questions, and we posted it to Facebook and had all the answers in an hour. Now I I think to, uh, I think my wife actually answered that one uh, before and, I got a chance to. But I think she was representing both, both of us. What was funny is um, we live in an area that probably doesn't venture outside of the area very often, and everyone I know is from the West Coast or the military. And I'm a I'm a transplant. So the views that he got from his fifty way different than the views his classmates got. We'll talk about having to wrestle at school for parent teacher meetings on a different episode. Hmm. Sounds like fun. Ooh, um, intriguing. But, but I mean politics but I, what could go wrong? Yeah. Um, well, I will say this, gentlemen. The next person actually grew up right outside the area where I believe you live now, Rich, because I know Kyle actually doesn't live right there anymore. You live, what, you said, Kyle, a couple hours away? I'm an hour, yeah. I'm an hour west. Okay. Uh, that'd be Big Dave Batista. Are you serious? For his role. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. But also he was in, um, oh, that martial arts movie, um, Iron Fist, I think. I think he played a bad guy. Yeah, he was. Yep, and he grew up in Washington, Yeah, that's the first time I ever saw that guy. Oh, my God, that dude's dude's a trip. He's in an Amazon movie called My Spy, which is not terribly bad. Oh, that's right. Damn it. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's got that little girl. It looked pretty funny. I pointed out to my wife, but, hey, that's the guy, that's Drac from Guardians of the Galaxy. She's looking, she's like, is that really him? Oh. And he is huge. Oh, no, and, and You should have seen the martial arts movie. He was, he was insane. He does not have he a lot of lines in the Guardians of the Galaxy one. He really had a bunch of one-liners in the second one. Oh, he was hilarious. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the audience, the audience spoke, man. They're like, "We need more of this guy. This, this guy's hilarious." And 
You know, Kyle, I think they were trying to take advantage. They were trying to strike with Iron was hot with his popularity with Hollywood when they brought him back um, for the Royal Rumble in 2014, and they had him win it, unfortunately. Um, that was the, the whole Daniel Bryan debacle, and they ended up making him a bad guy. Because well, his choice of tights didn't help him. The Blue Tista. True. Were were not his his best choice, but the the booking leading to that event, what he got in 2014, what he ended up with a couple years later with his retirement match with Triple H, that's what he wanted in 2014, but that's not what he got. Right, and it wasn't it wasn't his fault at all. I mean, it was just bad circumstances that he just happened to get caught up in. You know that he got dragged into, and, and the the whole Daniel Daniel Bryan. I mean, that his whole situation is what's wrong with WWE television now. They push what they want us to have, not what we want as fans. Right. Yeah, Rich. If you keep listening um, to us and. Really, if you if it really piques your curiosity and you go back and start doing, like, I guess, like like your own Wikipedia-type research at least and start looking this stuff mm-hmm. up, and before you know it, you'll be down a very, very deep rabbit hole into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and, because, I mean, it has a very interesting history. Um, part of it is before Vince McMahon came out and said, yes, it's a work, yes, it's predetermined, but then the reasons why he said that, it was actually because um, it was a money-saving measure because that way they wouldn't have to get sports licenses in all these these different states. Some of them still require it today, though. Believe it or not, Kentucky's one of them. They actually still require licenses to do things like that. But but that was the, the big reason that ever since then now – you know, they start telling these stories about how they really do the matches and how they're calling things in the ring and then the things that happen outside the ring and, and who's friends outside the ring, who's not friends outside the ring. That becomes interesting, too, because everybody's still human. And when you hear about the real fights that happen outside the ring, and then sometimes that spills over into the ring and just say Montreal screw job. And, yeah, just look that one up, Rich. And actually, Rich, the, what you should do if you have the Vice Channel – uh, and they probably have this on demand. Go watch Dark Side of the Ring. Okay, was it like some kind of documentary? Yes, it's a documentary series. They've had two seasons so far, and they're filming the third season right now. That to me, it, uh, it's 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 really good. They they construct it really good. The interviews are good. The stories are ones that most wrestling fans already know. Uh, there were some things that caught me off guard, and I've been a wrestling fan now for better part, you know, 35, 40 years. You know, ever since I was around 10 years old, and I'm 47 now. But, yeah, so, yeah, check out that series. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Um, and Yeah, I think I do. I, I think yeah, I anything, Okay, yeah, anything, Kyle, you want to add to that one? Okay. Uh, I don't think the dark side of the ring covers enough. It, it really it, does, and it covers a lot, but it doesn't. It, it, Kyle's right; it doesn't cover even enough. But it's a good start, yeah. a very good start. 
there there's some podcasts on different topics um are different videos on different topics that go into way more detail but it's enough to tell a a unique side of the story they've had some on uh the gentleman chris at excuse me it was uh gorgeous gino yeah gino hernandez and rich they down in texas where we all did time um they used to have WCCW wrestling and he was a big star. And this guy had four times the lethal amount of cocaine in his system. Jeez. And they said he, he overdosed. And someone during basically came out and said they killed him. And his family was worried that they were going to come after them 30 years later for talking about him. Um, of the episodes, that was the most memorable for me. Like, how, how do you get that much? Like, they had to have, like, stuffed it down his throat. Yep. That one, the Bruiser Birdie episode, the Chris Benoit one, that one was two parts uh, for, you know, good reason, because that's probably one of the, I, I, I don't know, Kyle, you want to say one of the most tragic situations ever involving wrestling. Um. Because, I mean, that one made, of course, international news. Not just national news. I mean, it made international news. About, and you know, Chris, and, and yeah. that one's messed up because a wrestler did it. But, I mean, we could have a week's worth of podcasts just talking about crimes committed by wrestlers. Yeah. And probably should one day. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, with, <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, but, so, and, but, okay. It, it gets... It's overblown, and, and we were commuting together when this happened. Um, wrestler is taking performance enhancement supplements, and at a normal dose for an athlete, and has an argument with his wife, kills her, covers her body with Bible passages, covers her up, Next night, kills his son, does the same thing to him, and then kills himself the following day. Did wrestling do that, or did mental illness? Mental illness. Come on. Yeah, and they they go through that. I mean, they they talk about it. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, uh, you know. um, Well, but then again, I mean, if you... It, just to see the interviews, because uh, the Chris Chris Benoit, he's almost depending on how you talk to, him, he's almost a taboo subject within the wrestling circles. Some will talk openly about him, about the person, and they'll talk about how good he was in the ring because he was one of the best in the ring. But they, when it comes to other things, they it, it's hard for them to talk about him because you know some people don't want to hear his name. And the hard thing is he still has living children carry the last name and they're, they're stained. It's kind of like, uh, who's the Trump kid that's trying to change their name because of who they're related to. I don't know. And like, uh, like his niece or something is trying to change her last name. Well, she was doing that. She was doing that, you know, Four years ago, though, 
you know, but before we start getting into politics, because Rich, we also had the rule on the, our podcast: no politics, no religion, as far as like discussion. Oh, okay. Um, no problem. Who's number one? Number one, actually, tell you what, let's just talk about the the ones who did not make the top ten first, and I'll start at the bottom, uh, and we'll just so who they are. We'll just do a real quick, you know, thing about them, if anything. But the Undertaker in Suburban Commando, just his high pitched voice. Yes, <laughs> not Hulk Hogan in Suburban Commando. Even though Hulk Hogan was a star, but Undertaker Suburban Commando. That movie was Never so horrible. It. So funny. Oh my God, it sounds insane. Uh, oh, it's your. Um, then Kane, also known as Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, uh, here Richards one for you. The wrestler's name is Kane. His real name is Glenn Jacobs. He's now the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. But the movie is called See No Evil. Hold on a second. Um, the wrestler became a mayor of a city, huh? Uh, oh, Knox I'm still, County, I'm based in Knoxville. I'm not yeah, Knoxville. What? What? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, hey, those are your qualifications. I mean, Sonny Bono was mayor of some California town too. Yeah, well, hey, and or Vegas. Who knows? People are people are crazy, man. They're just, oh wow, I like this guy. Yep. So, you know, let's let's put him in a job that absolutely has nothing to do with what he's he's qualified for. See how that goes. But Kent <laughs> uh, is very very intelligent. Yeah, he is. Um, next one. Uh, Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, uh, real name Paul Levesque. He's also the the chief operations officer. That's a real title of the WWE, but he was in the Blade Trinity. Or Blade and, Trinity. And it, oh, no way! A, a breakout star. It didn't because he prioritized wrestling yep. over filming. Uh, yep. Next up, Ox Baker in Escape from New York, a cult classic. Only Baker, he's an old school wrestler, Rich. You have to look him up. And only remember oh, yeah. him in, in New York came out in the eighties. Yep. Um, John Carpenter, great next. Movie. Yep. Uh, next is Necro Butcher, who was a wrestler, and he was in the movie The Wrestler. And this <laughs> is from the this is from the the staple gun scene. Yes, and hey, Rich, uh, the wrestler was nominated for Best Picture of the Year that year it came out. It was actually a really good movie. Mickey Rourke. Yep, Mickey Rourke. Oh! And... Yes, I actually, I really, really seen good. I the trailer it, for that, where Mickey Rourke was you know, you haven't... doing something about the story of a wrestler. Huh. Yep, uh, and uh, Mickey Rourke, Marissa Tomei, it's a really good movie. I recommend it. Um, next one is Kimberly Page in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Didn't sail a whole lot, but sure showed it. She sure did show a lot, accidentally. Uh, the next one in the movie. Wait a minute, she's a, she's a female know... wrestler. Yeah, well, she was. Yeah, she was the oh. valet of her well, at the time husband, Diamond Dallas Page. Um, they're no longer married. Apparently, they're still really good friends. But the next one, and this one, Kyle, uh, I know you only had the Freebirds listed, but I went ahead and had the other three listed as well. One of which is actually on the already he's on the list somewhere else, but in the movie Highlander, Rich, have you seen Highlander? I'm pretty sure you have. Absolutely, it's one of the great movies out there, man. Hey, do you remember the uh, beginning of the movie where they are in um, the parking lot? They had just finished watching that wrestling match. Yeah, yeah, they're in the parking garage. Yep, that yeah. match was actually match. a real. It was actually a real match. It wasn't something they filmed for the movie. It was actually part of a real oh, no wrestling way. event. Yeah, uh, because it was the fabulous Freebirds. 
against the Tonga Kid, Greg Ganya, and Jim Brunzel. And it was no actually, that was actually that was filmed actually in New real, Jersey. Huh? Yep, it was based <laughs> in New York, but it was actually filmed in New Jersey. So, yep. Um, next one, George the Animal Steel in the movie Ed Wood. Uh, after that, uh, Goldberg in the Longest Yard. Imagine that, yeah. a football player playing a football yes. player. Yes. And God, the, the remake. And the remake one with um, yes. Adam Sandler. Yes. Oh, my uh, God, I totally up, forgot about that. Kevin Nash and Magic Mike. So he was the seven-foot dancer, um, funny in one and two. I, I um, after that, I thought that it, was just for women to watch, but okay. Um, now this one, the next one, Kyle, I really wish I knew about it, and it makes yeah, me I was di- I was kind of disappointed you didn't have this. Honestly, I never I had never heard of it, and I mean I'm speaking honestly. Um, Mick Foley in the Peanut Butter or Peanut Butter Falcon. I had never heard of it. Then I looked it up and I was like, okay, that's that actually sounds, you know, like something I um I should probably watch. And, um, and this I see a trailer uh, for it. Huh. I know that guy's a wrestler. Got a kid with, uh, with Down, Down syndrome, wasn't it? Yeah. Who yeah. Uh, has a dream of becoming a professional wrestler, and, and Mick Foley is one of the coaches. And uh, it has Shia LaBeouf, Dakota Johnson. It turns out to be a, a decent movie. Um, it, at least memorable for um, people with disabilities. Well, it's only a pretty good cast, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go check that movie out. Um but next up, and this I already mentioned the, this movie, but it, this is another one in the movie. Um, Ernest the Cat Miller and the wrestler, again. And he uh, plays the the Ayatollah, the oh, final match. The Iron Sheik. He's yeah, he's supposed to be based on the Iron Sheik. Okay. Uh, but of course, in the movie, they also know him as Bob, who owns a car dealership in Arizona. Right. Got to keep the day job. So, uh, another one we could have had higher up on the list, and this is the Tonga Kid in Body Slam. Yep. And I do um, think your daughter should watch this and do a review on it. I, I think she's missing 80s gold with this movie. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure she can find somewhere where uh, because she has to be able to download the movie so she can actually take clips from the movie to put in her videos. Uh, but yeah, we'll see if we can find it. She's got, she's actually coming home this weekend, so I'll talk with her about it then. Uh, next one, Rock. very famous. Next one, well, next one's a very famous wrestler, extremely famous wrestler, one of the most famous wrestlers ever in the history of ever. The movie, not so much, except you know, just if you happen to like this movie. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin in Grown Ups 2. Now, I'm disappointed that your selection of Adam Sandler movies and wrestling does not include this. Steve Austin plays the bully character from the hometown in Grown Ups 2, dating the dance teacher who they all oogle after in the film. And his, his role while he's better in the Expendables and other movies, his role in this is notable 
and it has come on television quite a bit the last couple of weeks. And I just get a kick out of him eating and beating up teenage frat guys in the ending of the movie. No, I'm amazing. I didn't up Daddy's Home. Who's in that? Oh, it's, it's got John Cena. John Cena. Oh, Daddy, John Cena? Daddy's oh. Home? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, I mean, that one probably would have been better than Blockers or the Fred movie. Yeah. Hold on. You have not seen Blockers. I haven't seen Blockers. I can't judge that. You you have to watch that before you judge it. Yeah. Uh, but the next one is that says, uh well, I said when Stone Cold Steve Austin Grunham's 2, you have an extremely famous wrestler with another movie that's not as famous. The next one is a wrestler who's not really that famous, but the movies, plural, definitely are. It's the Zebra Kid. I actually looked up his real name, Lenny Montana, because apparently there was a lot of Zebra Kids. Uh, but he was he had a part in Godfathers 1 and 2. And got off in the second movie. And he was actually put in those movies when I was reading about this guy. He was put in those movies because there were some groups that complained because the movie is based about Italian people and there was no Italians cast. At Go first. figure. Yeah. That so that was, yeah. You know, but that was the reason why he was put in it. But apparently, you know, obviously, you know, he did pretty good because he's um, he's in all the way until he gets off in the second one. And one that we talked about before the show started that we don't have listed, neither one of us listed, and it's actually kind of a shame is, um, and Rich is going to laugh when he hears about this one. And yeah, go go ahead, go ahead, Kyle. This is David Arquette in Ready to Rumble, where he he plays a wrestler. Well, excuse me, he plays a State Department. A state patrolman trainee who goes on to become a wrestler in the movie, <laughs> helping out. David and then Arquette? to promote the movie, promote the movie, became a world heavyweight champion on WCW television, so they could be on Entertainment Tonight. Yep, and. It, just to make sure, you know, we don't have anybody listed that's only wrestled like a one-off match, one one-off match, or just just for a that he has actually gone back into wrestling now, and there's a documentary out about him and about his, um, what do you want to call it, his journey back into wrestling because he actually gained a lot of respect for wrestling and the wrestlers and people involved in it, and so you know he wanted to get back into it just to prove that he's not he wasn't just there just for the, I guess, the one-time spotlight. I mean, he actually does take it seriously, you know. So and neither one of us put him on there, so that, I guess, I don't know what we were thinking, Kyle. But, Rich, I don't know. But, hey, Rich, normally Kyle does this, but I'll give you the chance to do it now. If you want to give us a drum roll, then we'll announce the number one. <laughs> number one in the movie They Live, Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my yes. god. And this was a unanimous this was a unanimous number one from both of us. And I wish oh I had gosh. those glasses because yeah. I feel like I live a bunch of amongst the bun- bunch of aliens right now. Oh, it's so funny because I've seen those <laughs> memes about they live and it shows somebody wearing glasses, but I never really got it. 
Oh my gosh. I gotta check that out. It's probably on Prime. I probably find it. Oh yeah, you gotta God. watch it. And <laughs> and he's actually in another movie too. Well, he's also in Body Slam with the Tonga Kid, uh, which made people you know because at the time, those before they came out, said everything's predetermined and they're supposed to be in the movie together, but they were fighting each other outside, you know, in in wrestling, wrestling. And that made me start questioning some things back in 1985 or 86, whenever that came out. But there's also the movie Hell Comes to Frogtown, which I've never seen. I don't even think I've ever seen where you can watch it. But that's another movie he's in, and it's supposed to be like another cult classic. But then again, They Live is also a cult classic. I've never Um, watched it. He said, I'm here to kick ass and shoot bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. (laughs) Oh, he, he did the Duke Nukem thing, huh? Oh my gosh! No, that's actually that's actually Roddy Piper is the main star in this. Yes. Yep. Oh, I gotta see this. I absolutely gotta see this. Kyle, are we corrupting Rich? No, we sure are. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think this is mutual corruption. We are corrupting Hank. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you what, I just jumped on here for a minute, and next thing you know, I'm watching wrestling and talking about movies with Roddy Piper. <laughs> oh, I, well, I wish it was easy for people to clean the house as it is to get rich to watch wrestling. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. And, but, if we, if, if we yeah, had all those to, answers, we'd be very wealthy people. I need to hire a maid. Or Rich, next week, uh, we're going to be talking about an event that happened um, in 1987 or 88, Kyle? 88. 1988. Uh, And this is when, um, ironically enough, you know, we're watching wrestling in prime time right now. It was not a thing back in 1988 to watch wrestling in prime time on national TV. And they did. It was actually on NBC, and the main event was Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. And Andre actually won the world title from Hogan. And it was one of the greatest angles, one of the greatest stories ever, how they pulled this off. And do yourself a favor and actually look up the just just say main event Andre over Hogan, and or look up twin referees, Rich. And it it was one of the greatest stories ever. And not one that you could do a lot. But we're going to be discussing that one. Okay. Um, so, um, but yeah, so that's going to be the, the show for next week. And beyond that, I mean, we're also going to be talking about other things like Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about top 10 couples in wrestling. And sometimes we're going to talk about, just like today with the the wrestlers who have been in movies, we're going to talk about the top ten careers careers outside of wrestling. Because some of them, we've actually discussed some of them a little bit, they've gone into politics. They have gone into movies. Some of them have gone to other business ventures. Um, and, you know, just, just when you hear about that, I mean, and you start looking at them as, as not just their characters, but the people. And that, to me, is also pretty interesting. And you say, oh, okay, you know, they're, there's sometimes they're putting their degree to use, you know, is what it comes down to. So, um, but 
Yeah, so yeah, uh, Rich, Kyle and I, we both enjoy doing this very much, and I feel the the podcast itself has kind of evolved quite a bit because we were kind of uh, we were definitely had some growing pains at the beginning, don't you think, Kyle? Growing pains, learning opportunities. Yes, and <laughs> we started out, and the uh, the show was only an hour long, and then we bumped it to an hour and a half, and then for different reasons, and then. Uh, about a month ago, month and a half ago or so, I bumped it up to two hours because we were actually, for a very specific reason, finally happened. But then I've just kept it at two hours because we also found that we were, especially on the top ten list, we were trying to squeeze it all in one hour, and so we were rushing through things. A two-hour format actually gives us time to kind of relax a little bit. It's almost like you think I don't have to get up and go to work on Tuesday. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> on Tuesdays, I am I am dragging at work. So we're trying to do podcasts. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, this this time actually fits the best. Oddly enough, Rich, with both mine and Kyle's schedules. Yeah, because we were on Tuesdays, but then that doesn't work because he has to get up even earlier on Wednesday. So, oh. yeah, we yeah we figured yeah. Uh, but I mean, we have fun. We've had we have had other people call in, um, and we've actually had a wrestler call in, uh, a wrestler local to where I'm at, you know. But she was uh, giving us an update on her mom. Her mom has breast cancer, and she has a GoFundMe, and we've actually been plugging her GoFundMe to raise money for her mom's medical bills. And she called in to give us an update, and I thought that was really cool. That is cool. She's. She's been one of our call-ins. Uh, her career path, most want to elevate and be on television and be big stars. She actually wants to be a physical therapist for the stars on television. Yep. And, and that's pretty wow. neat. Yeah, she's actually studying right now to be what, a massage therapist. Is that what she said? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but can't think of anything else. I mean, we're actually, we only have a couple minutes left. And so, Rich, Rich, I, yeah, we're re- very glad that you called in uh, tonight, dude. And I had a feeling it was you as soon as I heard the voice. I'm like, that sounds like Rich doing his Hank Hill impression. <laughs> well, hold, hold oh, on. I've had so much fun with some listeners, man. I do that with them, and God, it's, it's, it's absolute riot. I, I have a question for you, Steve, since we got four minutes to go. You get offered to do your life story on television. Which wrestler is going to play you? Which wrestler is going to play me? Paul Haven. Paul you know Haven. Why? You know why? The skullet. Because the haircut? Yep. <laughs> you want it back. <laughs> yep. So, how about you, Kyle? I'm going to go with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Interesting choice. I would love to go around work and cut people's hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and hey, Rich, just to give you. Um, Something to kind of give you nightmares, and one of the things, Kyle and I, we don't mention anybody's names on here just to kind of respect their privacy, um, and we actually don't even talk about our own last names, you know, for that matter. 
or our jobs. But you and I and Kyle, we used to work with someone who we kind of had the nickname of Sweet Pants. (laughs) Hmm. Was she from the north? No, guy. He he married a uh, Filipino woman, and oh, we worked oh, yeah. for. Hey, we were, we also worked our part time job with him, Rich. Yes, yes, yes. I, I know. I'm not. Well, I, I, I'm not even gonna say his first name. I know you're talking about it. exactly. Yeah, don't even say his first name because just in case anybody right. listening, listen, I really don't. Right. Um, you know, Sweet Pants actually retired. You know, out of the military, he he actually somehow made it to retirement, which is a first of all. That's, a, that's incredible. Uh, how that happened, that is incredible. And I found out something, and I've actually verified this is true. He has a bronze star. How? How's that possible? Yep. Because I, he must have got it while he was deployed. He actually deployed to Iraq at some point, and. I'm going to guess it probably wasn't from anything he did. And, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to say one way or the other because I mean, you know, miracles can't happen. But yeah, he actually had a bronze star, and that just absolutely amazes me. But it may, he may have been part of a whole group of them that may have done something. And yeah, he probably pumped but, gas in a Apache helicopter that went and saw action. Got it. <laughs> yep. You know, because but, I mean, yeah. we, we both know his how his work ethic was. So to, no, to yeah, finish up this topic, who would hey, place? What wrestler would play Sweet Pants in a biopic? Oh, I don't even want to say. I, <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to insult the wrestler. I'm not doing that. Um, Adrian, can we name a chick? <laughs> actually, I'll say Adrian, I'll say Adrian's the character Adrian Street. You know, not oh. the real person, Adrian Street. The real person, Adrian Street, was pretty tough, but the character, Adrian Street. But anyway, we got about 20 seconds left. So, Rich, thank you for calling in. Um, you know, for having me. Love talking to your brother. And Kyle, I will be hitting up you know, throughout the week. So, until again, God bless both of you, and I'll be talking to you. See you next week. All right. See you, See you next week. Okay, guys.